Is it on? Check. Ah, there we go. Good morning. <laughs> We've uh, gathered together as God's people to worship this morning, and so we're going to begin, as is our custom, uh, reading God's Word to each other and lifting one another up in doing so. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to read Psalm 92 out loud uh, to each other. So if we can pull that up on the screen. That'd be, thank you. Cool. Let's read this together. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name most high, to declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night with a ten-stringed harp and the music of a lyre. For you have made me rejoice, Lord, by what you have done. I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. How magnificent are your works, Lord, how profound your thoughts. A stupid person does not know. A fool does not understand this. Though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be eternally destroyed. But you, Lord, are exalted forever. For indeed, Lord, your enemies, indeed, your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. You have lifted up my horn like that of a wild ox. I have been anointed with the finest oil. My eyes look at my enemies. When evildoers rise against me, my ears hear them. The righteous thrive like a palm tree and grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they thrive in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age, healthy and green, to declare the Lord is just. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. We're going to learn a new song together. What's well, not that new, but it will be new to us. And so as you begin to pick up the melody, feel free to sing along as we sing together about our generous King. spoke and our hearts began to beat you gave us breath and air to breathe it's all from you lord it's all from you you give the morning sun it's like all that we need your hand provides it's all from you lord it's all from you with humble hearts we thank you, with grateful hearts we sing out. Generous King, you give out of your fullness, showering kindness you give. Generous King, mercy's unending, love never failing. The wrath we deserve was furious. The cup that we drink is full of love. It's all from you, Lord. It's all from you. Your spirit you freely given us. Now we see Jesus glorious. It's all from you, Lord. It's all from you. 
With humble hearts we thank you, with grateful hearts we sing out. Generous King, you give, out of your fullness, showering kindness you give. Generous King, mercy's unending, love never failing you give. We're just going to sing together, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness Poured on us through Jesus Thank you for your goodness Poured on us through Jesus Thank you for your goodness poured on us through Jesus thank you for your goodness poured on us through Jesus generous King you give out of your fullness, showering kindness you give. Generous King, mercy's unending, love never failing. Generous King, you give. Out of your fullness, showering kindness you give. Generous King, mercy's unending, love never failing. sing this, Thee will I cherish. Thee will I cherish. Thee will I honor. Thou my soul's glory, joy, and crown. the fairest Lord Jesus. Fair are the meadows. 
Jesus is pure, who makes the woeful heart to see. You are fairer than the fairest of ten thousand, lovelier than all I've ever seen. You are brighter the brightest star in heaven Jesus you're everything to me Jesus you're everything to me there is a sunshine fairer still the shines You're everything to me. Jesus, you're everything to me. You are fairer than the fairest of ten thousand, lovelier than all I've ever seen. You are brighter than the brightest star in heaven. Jesus, you're everything to me. Jesus, you're everything to me. Beautiful Savior, Lord of all nations, Son of God and Son. Would you give God glory with your hand claps this morning? Isn't he worthy? Amen. Grab a seat. Well, good morning. <laughs> this has been a wild morning, but the Lord is good, and his word endures forever. Amen. Um, we're gathered this morning to worship. As we've said, my name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, for, if you haven't heard yet, I'm the only pastor on campus this morning because the rest of our pastors have covid um, which we found that out this morning. So, <laughs> um, 
It is my, it's been my prayer this morning as the Lord has been working through his word on my heart as I'm, I'm going to be preaching later on. Um, it is my prayer this morning that the Holy Spirit, um, maybe today more than ever, uh, inhabits our singing and our thinking and our praying and our reading and then our going from this place that we would uh, be a people who exist to glorify God by making disciples who make disciples. So I'm going to pull up my notes here for the welcome. Yeah, so HBC exists to glorify God by inviting every person to take their next steps towards Christ. And that's what we're doing as we gather. That's what we're doing uh, as a people. If you're new uh, this Sunday, we're grateful that you're here. Um, we'd love to connect with you. There are, in, in the back of the pews, there's, uh, there's some connect cards um, that we'd love for you to fill out. And if you would take it to the Next Steps desk, which is just out the door to your left on the way out this morning, we have a special gift to give you. Uh, to, our, uh, to our members, uh, greetings. Good morning, uh, church. Um, don't forget today, uh, as part of our worship, we, we, we love as we gather to worship God through our offerings. If you're going to do that, uh, there's several ways to do that. One would be to go to our website, evenbaptist.org forward slash giving. There's a um, QR code on the card in front of you if you want to scan that to save your the thumb work from typing. That's fine. Um, we, if you're on campus this morning, we've got uh, black boxes in the back. You can drop that off. Or um, if you'd like to drop it off during the week, you're welcome to while, the, while our offices are open during the week. Um, that being said, let's uh, take a moment and let's pray. So would you pray with me as I pray aloud? Heavenly Father, you are good. Your love endures forever and your faithfulness endures to all generations and we give thanks. We glorify your name as we've done, as we'll continue to do. And uh, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be faithful as we've gathered. We pray that you'd help us to be faithful this morning, especially as we give. Not just in, in, in this morning and as we drop things in the box and as we uh, go online on our phones maybe and give this morning, but we pray that you would make us into a giving people, not just here, but elsewhere. We pray that we would be a people known Father, uh, who, who, known for giving the shirts off our backs, for helping those in need, for contributing to uh, the good of our community, uh, we pray that when people think of us, that they would think of us as a sacrificial people. We recognize that that can only be the case if you give us your Holy Spirit, if you make us into a people who are that way. So we pray, Father, that you would indeed um, make us that sort of people. Father, we lift up our friends and fellow co-laborers in London to you, specifically in the, the, the town of Rotten in northwest London. We pray for our friend Carl, my brother Carl, and the work that he's doing to plant a church. We rejoice that they experienced their very first baptism just in the last few weeks. And Lord, we pray that it will be the first of many, many more. We pray that the church would thrive and grow in health, and in might through the Holy Spirit. We pray that you'd give Carl favor, that you would give him open hearts as he shares the gospel with his neighbors and coworkers and friends. And we pray that you would just um, blow that place up with the Holy Spirit and with revival. Lord, um, we lift up the conflict that is ongoing, even when it may be uh, out of the news. We, we pray that you would continue to, um, to bring an end to the war in, in Ukraine. We pray that um, 
that you would glorify your name as it, as it goes on, but Lord, ultimately, we look forward to the day when our swords will be beaten into plowshares, and we pray that day would be, a, we get a taste of that at the closing of this conflict soon. Father, I do pray uh, for our, our other, my, my brother pastors, Alan and Sean, we pray that their symptoms would be minor, and that they would be able to uh, endure their uh, quarantine period quickly and painlessly, and that they would be back with us, helping us and serving us in the coming days. Father, we lift up our Vacation Bible School, which starts uh, tomorrow. We pray that you would prepare the hearts of these children to hear the gospel, that many of them might believe that we would see them grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We lift up our leaders as they guide and teach and pray and serve. Lord, help them to do so in the strength that you give. Um, Heavenly Father, we, uh, we rejoice, Lord, in the good news that, um, that at least uh, one step towards an end of abortion in this country took place this last week. Lord, we pray that we as a people would know that we're not done, that that really isn't going to bring it to an end, and the only thing that really will is the gospel. So help us, Lord, to bring the gospel to the lost around us, but Lord, especially as we know of, of women in our community that are struggling, that are pregnant, Lord, we pray that you would make us a people who love them even now, who, who are known to love the, 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 the mother and the, 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 um, the child, um, and that they would be, that we'd be a place they would come and, and hear of the hope that there is and find a community that will help them. Lord, make us a people who love life and who don't just vote that way, but live that way. Father, we, um, we come to you recognizing that we are a people who aren't always faithful. We are people who haven't loved. We are people who haven't given. We are a people who uh, are selfish and self-absorbed. And, and I speak as the chief of all sinners, Father. You know this. You know that you and I talk about this regularly, and I pray that you would bring it in, into an end in my own life and in the end of, of my people's life, Lord, that we as a people would uh, confess our sins to you, knowing that you'd be faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. So, Lord, we pray that you would um, open our eyes to see the good news that as we've confessed our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us. And we pray that we would see you and know your presence as we worship. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And so would you stand to your feet? We're going to continue in worship together. Um, we're going to sing a song that's kind of a Christmas song, and you might think to yourself, that might be strange. But uh, you'll understand as we get into the sermon this morning, uh, because the, the scripture that this song comes from, or at least part of the song comes from, is our sermon text this morning, Isaiah chapter 9. So let's make it our prayer that uh, we would we would see Christ high and lifted up in this place, and that we would know the good news that unto us a son is born. Amen. Let's sing together. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, 
a son is given for unto us a child is born a son is given a son is given the messiah oh to see him to see him high and lifted up shining in the light of your glory pour out your power in love as we sing holy 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 for unto us a child is born a son is given a son is given for unto us a child is born a son is given a son is given the messiah Oh, to see Him, to see Him high and lifted up, shining in the light of Your glory. Pour out Your power and love as we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. You are high and lifted up, shining in the light of Your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, 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 holy. a child is born sing holy 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 for unto us a child is born holy 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 for unto us a child is born holy 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 for unto us a child is born looked for God's presence, we find it in Christ and Christ alone. We don't need to look anywhere else but the Word of God made flesh who dwelt among us. Amen? Amen. It is Jesus Christ that we're here to worship and to draw attention to and to honor and to see lifted up in this place. good news that the word of God is a light. The word of God is light in my darkness. Hope for the hopeless, strong and true. The word of God is strength for the weary. A shield for those who trust in you. A shield for those who trust in you. Everything will fade everything will fade the heavens and the earth will pass away but you will remain 
Yes, you will remain always. Jesus, faithful word of God, the anchor of my heart, your everything you say, you are Lord, greater than my deepest needs, the ground beneath my feet, your promises won't fail me now. God is light in my darkness, hope for the hopeless, strong and true. The word of God is strength for the weary, a shield for those who trust in you. A shield for those who trust in you. Everything will fade, everything will fade. The heavens and the earth will pass away. But you will remain, yes, you will remain always. Jesus, faithful word of God, the anchor of my heart. Your everything you say, you are Lord. won't fail us. Let's sing this together. You will not fail us. You will not fail us. You will not fail us. Oh, word of God. You will not fail us. You will not fail us. You will not fail us. of God, the anchor of my heart, your everything you say, you are Lord greater than my deepest needs, the ground beneath my feet, your promises won't fail me. that his word will never fail us. Would you say amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for saying it. Amen. Grab a seat.
There we go. <laughs> I've asked the urge all morning to say welcome to the Mark Show. <laughs> Kidding aside, um, my comfort through the morning, you might be thinking, what in the world? <laughs> What's he going to do? Um, my thinking this morning has been that the Lord is sovereign in all things. And I think the Lord had planned before even today what he wanted to do among us. I think the very fact that we were, um, we sang the word of God, it will not fail. Just clear all and start uh, the first uh, slide after the title. title slide should do. Try the title slide. There you go. Thank you. All right, cool. That wasn't annoying anybody. Um, so, the whole morning the Lord has been reminding me that his word never fails. <laughs> Clear all, title slide. Clear all, title slide. Clear all, the big tall button. I don't even know what that is. Oh, what is that? Par for the course this morning. I've been thinking all morning about the power of the Word of God. Because despite... COVID uh, diagnoses and technical issues and my own weakness and unpreparedness, the Lord in his word will do what the Lord will do in his word with among his people. And for me to sit here and just read the Bible in front of you, I sincerely believe would be a good help for us. But um, as I looked at the text and by God's grace, it's not one unfamiliar to me, so I spent some time this morning reflecting, and um, hopefully we'll hear from the Word of God. <laughs> hey, the problem's already fixed. We can just go back to where it was. What's the problem? Well, welcome back online, folks. Those of you guys who know me um, know that I'm a big outdoorsman. I love backpacking and camping and all things outside. Um, and I guess technically speaking, this might not count as outside. But one of the things that I've been able to do in the past is, uh, is spelunking. It's uh, sort of cave exploring. I've been in several caves uh, in my life and uh, different opportunities, both uh, the ones that are have guided tours. So we lived in Bowling Green for a while and we've been to Mammoth Cave several times. But I've also been able uh, to explore caves that were not uh, sort of officially sanctioned as those sorts of things. And if you're claustrophobic, this is probably not for you, but uh, I've done some pretty stupid things when it comes to, hey, there's a hole, I should climb down there and get in there. Uh, I don't recommend that sort of behavior. But uh, one of the opportunities um, as a teenager, uh, our, my, my student ministry uh, went to a, a camp 
in, in North Carolina, and we, we, we explored this cave as part of the experience, and I remember we got deep down in the cave, and um, if you've never been in a place like this where uh, it's completely black, completely dark, there's not even like light coming in the edge of a blind, complete darkness. We got all the way in the back of the cave, all the way out of the light streaming into the mouth of the tunnel, and um, it was dark. And we all sat down in a safe place to sit. And for a moment, we all turned off our flashlights. And if you've never seen that kind of blackness, it is odd. There's an expression. You can't see your hand in front of your face. And you literally can't. And the guy that took us in this cave had prepared a... Um, we'd sat there in the darkness for a while, um, just appreciating what darkness is really like. And our guide pulls out, I could hear rustling, and he's passing these things, and so he's like, you know, make sure your neighbor can feel you passing them. And they're uh, wintergreen lifesavers. And oh, I love wintergreen lifesavers. There's a stock of them in my office right now. Um, and they, um, and, and Sean steals them constantly. And um, so he gave us these wintergreen lifesavers, and uh, he said, all right, I want you to put them in your mouth, and if you don't like wintergreen, I'm sorry, but it has to be wintergreen, apparently, for this particular exercise to work. And it's like, why don't you put it in your mouth? And you're going to be tempted to suck on them if you like them. Don't suck on them. I want you, like as ugly as you can, eating with your mouth open, like chomp, chomp, chomp on these lifesavers. You know, like the rudest way you can. Nobody can see you, so it's fine, right? And so we did that. And all of a sudden, the room lit up. Because what's crazy is there's some kind of a chemical reaction when you crunch a wintergreen lifesaver, it oxidizes some material in it that actually causes an electric charge, a spark. So suddenly around the room, I see all these creepy mouths lit up in blue. It is bizarre. And the crazy thing is you'd never see that spark if you were just out in the light because there's just too much ambient light to ever see it. But if you're in complete darkness... Even that is enough light to see. It doesn't take very much once your eyes have adjusted. It's pretty crazy. As a matter of fact, I've heard several stories of ex early explorers of caves that would go into the cave a long, long time ago with like an oil lamp. And an accident happens and he drops the lamp and it breaks. And he's in the complete darkness with no light. And he might be in a room as big as this room and he'll never know. But on those such occasions, that man may have had a box of matches in his pocket. And he has to, you know, you have to use them judiciously because you don't want to run out. But he comes to a place where he's like, I'm going to light one match. And he lights one match. And there's some crazy stories about the exploration of like Mammoth Cave and, and Carlsbad Caverns and things like of, of monumental size. And they say that in, when your eyes have adjusted, when you light that match, a match would light up a room this size. Um, it's incredible in that scenario what a tiny light can do. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to talk about what a tiny light can do. If you would, uh, look in your copy of God's Word. We're going to go in Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, we're going to continue on with our series in Isaiah. Um, this will be a text familiar to many of you. Um, and uh, I pray that uh, the Lord would speak to us anew through his Holy Spirit as it is read and as we think about it together. So we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 9, and let's spend a moment and pray. 
Heavenly Father, we, we pray uh, now more than ever that you would speak to us. We recognize and I admit that there is nothing about me in this that, uh, that is of any benefit to anyone here now more than ever because I'm not even prepared. So Lord, we pray that you would, um, that you would shine light on your word and that you would shine light on yourself as we hear it and glory in it and try to obey it. We pray these in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to read Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to read the first seven verses. And so I, I hope that you would keep your copy of God's Word open as we read it together. And now more than ever, that you would be checking me to make sure that I am not saying something that God is not saying. That's what the Bereans did in the, in the New Testament. And that's what we should always be doing anyway. So now more than ever, y'all check me, okay? Help me preach. Isaiah chapter 9, let's read this together, starting in verse 1. Nevertheless, the, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will bring honor to the way of the sea, to the land east of the Jordan, and to, the Galilee, and to Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloodshed, bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. May God bless the reading of his word. We're going to see hopefully three things in the text this morning, and they should be rather obvious to you. Um, if they aren't, I've done a bad job. The first thing we need to see this morning, and that, don't worry about the notes on the screen, because those are Sean's notes and his sermon. Um, the first thing I wanted to see is that it gets better. There's, there's a message of hope in this for those who follow God. It, is, it gets better. Verse 1 says... The gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. That may not mean something to us who weren't around at that time, but it meant something to them. And just the fact that it won't be like it is for them was good news. Verse 3 says, the people will rejoice. They were not rejoicing, but they will rejoice. As at harvest time, so that's, that's the best time of the year for, for an agrarian society. The thing that they have feared through the entire summer when harvest time comes, the hope could be had. That hope reveals itself at harvest time. When you look on the crop and you see the Lord carried us through and there's rejoicing and there's praise and there's singing and there's feasting. And it's good news. And when dividing spoils, 
because um, you don't divide spoils until when? When the battle's over. And they rejoice, and despite the fact that they may have, that the armies may have sustained heavy losses, they rejoice because it's over. Because they're going to try to make the best of what happened. Perhaps there might be weapons that they could acquire or, or wealth. That sounds awful, but if you've ever been through battle, then probably you understand that in a horrible, horrible situation, sometimes you just have to try to make the best of it. Verse 4 tells us that in that day, those people were rejoiced because the yoke, the oppressive yoke, has been shattered. And in verse 5, it says, Every tramping boot and every bloodied garment of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. These are the people who have only ever known captivity, which seriously hinders their ability to provide for themselves. I realize something has come between us this side. I'm going to take down this thing that's come between us here. Um, they've only ever known this sort of oppressed time where they're occupied, where they're constantly at war. All their farmers, their best farmers are gone, so harvest is hard, harder than it ever has been before. And many are involved in this battle against their enemies, against the enemies of Israel, who are, who are approaching, as we saw in the last several weeks, and are standing at the door ready to attack. Um, this is a terrifying time for the people of Israel. I, I got a phone call the other day. Um, this happens every once in a while, a person with no connection to our church whatsoever, and I never know how they get our phone number, but a man called, and was in a deep, dark place, out of state, somebody I'll never see probably ever again, never hear from ever again, but he called, was just without hope, was so in such a dark place of loneliness, just felt alone, like he has nobody. And um, it struck me, and I've not been able to forget it, I've not been able to stop thinking about the darkness and the loneliness this man was feeling and describing to me. And it occurs to me that that probably, this man, by the way, is a, is a Christian, so it seems. He goes to church, volunteers at his local church. He's involved. He's a member of a local church. And he felt lonely in a dark place. It occurs to me that that probably goes on among our own people. That maybe today you've come to this place lonely and in darkness and wondering, where is the light? When will this be over? And our text in God's word tells us there is hope for you. We re I recognize that even though you're here, even though many of you are members here and volunteer here and serve here and and are part of a life group and a D group. And on the outside, everything looks like it's under control, but I recognize that in a crowd this size that someone, or many people possibly, are in this dark place and feel that there is no light. But even, even maybe a little light, maybe you're in that cave, like I was describing, and just somebody needs to light a match in front of you. And I pray that as we look at this chapter together that 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 match would be the word of God. And it would light up your world just enough that you might see your next steps. The darkness they were experiencing is much like the darkness many of us are experiencing. Does God feel distant? 
God's word tells us it will get better. It can get better if we trust in him. But it, so we say it gets better, it seems to be from the text. It's going to get better for Israel. There's hope here. But secondly, the way that it gets better might surprise you. Certainly would have surprised the Israelites. Verse 1 says, He will bring honor to the way of the sea, the land east of the Jordan, and to Galilee of the nations. Wait, what? I thought we were, a, I mean, at, at this point we're in a divided kingdom. Uh, the, the close reader of Scripture at this point is going to say that the only remnant left of Israel is very, very specific in, the, in, in, this around, in and around the city of Jerusalem. Why are we talking about these other nations? Well, that hope to come in Christ, that Christ is ultimately the object of in our text, that hope is for, the Gal- for Galilee of the nations. It's for all the nations and it's for Israel. It's a hope for everyone, without exception, every nation. Verse 2 says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. But here's the funny thing. Later on when we look at verse 6, what is the great light that is dawned? It's a baby. To quote, oh brother, we're out though. That don't make no sense. How can a baby be a light unto the nations? What hope is there in a hopeless helpless baby? Well, the answer is a great hope. If you're familiar with the story of William Wilberforce, he was a uh, uh, part of uh, British Parliament. He was uh, 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 in the... the, My dates are off. A long time ago in England. um, And was single-handedly, almost, responsible for the abolition of slavery uh, in England, and uh, I've been listening to some to, to a friend who's a historian talk about uh, his story, and it strikes me that he would be an unlikely person to uh, to bring about this end of slavery. He was uh, he considered himself to be no big deal. Uh, he he actually feared his his pastor John Newton. You may have heard of that guy. He's kind of famous. Um, was a former slave trader himself, and one of the greatest influences on Wilberforce's life. He was known as kind of a jokester. Um, he was described as the funniest man in London, kind of a goofball. He was frequently late. In his biography, there's this line that frequently occurs: "It's and he was late again." <laughs> This was a normal practice in his life. There was nothing about him that would strike you as someone who is going to change the world. But he did it. And not because he was an amazing person, although we might describe him that way now. Didn't see himself that way, and very few people who knew him saw him that way. But, but yet God was able to use this unlikely person to bring about the end of slavery in England. And that, that's an incredible testimony to what God can do with a little bit of light. You might not think much of yourself. You might think that you have nothing to contribute to the kingdom. You might be here today and say, the best I can do is show up on Sundays, and that's a good week, if I can make it here. And you may think that the great things for God are reserved for super-Christians. Let me tell you, there is no such thing The Lord God uses his people. He uses people that would surprise us. Look what he did with Jesus. 
a baby born into a, in an obscure town among an inconspicuous people in a nation occupied by a distant world power who cared so little about it that he, set, he, he outsourced its leadership. This is not a significant place in the world. And Jesus comes into that scenario, has really three years of, of influence, and dies a criminal's death. Nothing should seem more insignificant than that life. And yet, in those three years, he preached the kingdom like no one had ever preached. And the work that he did, dying the, the criminal's death on the cross, changed the world like no one ever has. The curtain was ripped in two. The curtain separating God's presence from the rest of the world, not just Israel, but the world was torn in two. How? From top to bottom. Jesus' life and death, though seemingly insignificant in a historian's eyes, in the moment when you look at the impact it's made on the world, has changed everything. Because now this baby born in a manger among a, an insignificant people in an insignificant land died for the sins of the world. And if we would look on him and turn from our sins and trust in Christ, we would live lives of significance that we couldn't possibly imagine. The Lord would use us, give us purpose, take away the darkness, give us a people and a family and love. All of those things from a baby born in Bethlehem. So we saw first that it gets better. Secondly, that the way it gets better might surprise us. And lastly, we see it will stay better. Verse 4. I love the word he uses in verse 4. You have shattered their oppressive yoke. You might say disintegrated. It's, it cannot be restored. It's been shattered. That's our word. And it cannot be reinstated. The oppressive yoke that, the Israel, that Israel was experiencing of war, they had been in persecution and enslaved. They'd known all this as a nation. That yoke, there's a day that was coming for them that has indeed come now where that yoke is shattered in Christ. What good news. Verse 7 tells of the reign of the one who will reign on David's throne. The dominion will be vast and its prosperity will never end. The end of verse 7, he will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. He will reign forever. So the dark night of the soul that you may be experiencing, the alienation from God, if you've not turned from your sins, if you are an unbeliever today, if you're trying out Christianity, if you're watching us online or listening to us on our podcast and you've never trusted in Christ, that hope is for you today that it, it, it can get better if you would turn from your sins and trust in Christ. Now, that's not to say you'll never experience loneliness ever again. That's not to say that you'll never experience suffering again. As a matter of fact, your suffering, for many of us, will be amplified. But your hope will never be shaken because he, Christ Jesus, will reign forever and ever. Everything in our lives is so transitory. When a 
pandemic came in an instant, everything changed. Our lives are measured now by what it was like before COVID and after. We'll never forget it. We're changed by it in an instant. We had a hard time believing it. If you remember back when it started to come on the news, we're like, what is this? It's not even a real thing. There's no way this is real. And two years later, we're still talking about it, right? Our lives change in a moment. Um, I, I think about the, the, the decision that was just passed down in the last week. Uh, we've kind of seen it coming, but the overturning of Roe versus Wade, which I uh, celebrated and cited about, we've got a long road ahead, though, in terms of bringing an end to the murder of children. But for now, I'm so excited uh, about that. But that changed in a moment. I mean, we can't trust in just that. That could change back. Our hope has never been in the Supreme Court. It's never been in the president or the legislature. We as a people put our hope in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. All of those things will change. As a matter of fact, all those things will burn up. Those are, those are good things. I'm grateful to live in the country that I live in. The Lord God has been gracious to us as a nation in so many ways. But we cannot trust in those things. They change. The, the reign of America will end, but the reign of David will not. And so we need to put our hope in the things that don't change, in the reign of Christ that will never, ever end. So I pray as we close that we as a people would put our hope in Christ in the darkest night, in the most difficult hour, when even a, a match lights up our life. We pray that that match would be Jesus Christ, that our hope would be found in him, and that he would light our path, that we would know forgiveness and salvation through the work of the cross and the resurrection, and that we'd be empowered by the Holy Spirit who has come because of what Christ has done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to put our hope on Christ, who is worthy and who will never change and who will reign forever and ever. Father, we pray that we will never forget the baby born in a manger, that we would be uh, constantly reminded of the power that is in Christ, and that uh, you would glorify yourself as we respond in faith. Um, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.
the theme of heaven's praises, robed in frail humanity. In our longing, in our darkness, now the light of Christ has come. Look to Christ who condescended, took on flesh to ransom Come behold the wondrous mystery, he the perfect son of man. In his living, in his suffering, never trace nor stain of sin. See the true and better Adam come to save the hellbound man, Christ the great sure fulfillment of the law in him we stand come behold the wondrous mystery he's the Lord upon the tree in the stead of ruined sinners hangs the lamb See the price of our redemption, see the Father's plan unfold, bringing many sons to glory, grace unmeasured, love untold. death the god of life this is the good news but no grave could e'er restrain him praise the lord he is alive what a foretaste of deliverance how unwavering our hope christ in power resurrected as we by death the god of life but no grave could e'er restrain him praise the lord he is rejoice and give thanks. He is alive. Amen. Amen. Would you grab a seat for just a second? I never finished saying earlier, praise God, it's not the Mark show. Praise God, he showed up this morning. Amen. His word is faithful and it is strong and it is sharper than two-edged many two-edged swords um this morning somebody have 
you have a bulletin? Somebody have a bulletin? I just want to make sure the most important thing for us to be thinking about this week, <laughs> this is a running joke because I always botch the announcements in the end. Um, VBS this week. I'm sure if you still haven't signed up for, um, to help, I know you could be used, given, especially given it sounds like we may have a couple out now. So if you haven't signed up yet, uh, please, please, please sign up to help. I'm sure there's probably still some positions left available. Um, we will, uh, for Gospel to Every Home this afternoon, we will meet. I recognize it's supposed to rain. If it does, we'll spend some time in prayer together uh, so it won't go quite as long as we, we, we planned, but we will meet, and, and, and if we can't go out and knock on doors, we'll pray. Anyway, you're trying to get my attention for something? Uh, okay, well, um, you guys can read. <laughs> Thank you for gathering. Make sure you catch up with your announcements in the bulletin this morning, and uh, just be in prayer for our time this, in this next week. Let me close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for being here, for your Holy Spirit that changes us, that uses your word uh, through uh, uh, broken vessels uh, to, to change uh, lives. Lord, I pray that lives would be unchanged, that we would put our hope in that light of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us this week to be faithful and with VBS to work hard, and we pray that you would give us a harvest of souls that many children would trust in Christ because they've heard the gospel. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming. You may be dismissed.